You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to another amazing AfterBuzz TV after show for your favorite show. It's The Expanse, and we're on season one, episode one. It's the very first premiere episode of the series, and I'm joined here by my awesome and lovely co-host. Hey guys, I'm Maria Cavasuto. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at MGCVSST. Oh, very good. And if I didn't say my name, I'm Sean Overman, and you guys can find me at Sean Austin O on Twitter and Instagram. And let me just start off by saying this is an amazing show. And I love that Thomas Jane, Tom Jane... Leading the pack. He's leading the pack. He played the Punisher. He he was in Hung as the main character there. I just love this guy. He's in so many movies. Great television show actor, too. And I'm glad to see him here. What, what are your thoughts on the show and him? So, I'm a huge fan of him. But basically, because of the Punisher. I mean, like, that's what I really remember him from. So, when I was like, oh, Thomas Jane, definitely going to be checking this out. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. I just, I think anything he goes on for television, it's just like turns to gold so and as we know like in this show air and water are more precious than gold in space yeah according to what's the intro so let me tell let's start off there's so much because it's a first premiere episode it's a lot it's a lot lot of info (laughs) am i right yeah so let's talk about what is going on in this universe okay so it's based on two books right didn't get the author's name but we'll talk about him more next time did you get his name really quickly um i think it's well actually it's a uh, a duo they go under a pen name um james s.a Corey. oh um so yeah it's like these two guys who kind of collaborate work together and I think the novella that this is based off of won a Hugo Award in 2012. Wow. So That's high praise for sci-fi. That is some high praise, yeah. for sure. Uh-huh. For <laughs> sci-fi writers, that's a really good award to win. I think, I think that's pretty much the, the, the most. Yeah, yeah. So it's in the 23rd century, right? Yeah. So 300 years into the future. Um, the humans have colonized the solar system, or the solar system, yes. and uh, we have three big powers we do. That, are, that are struggling in the universe w- among humans now. We're separated into, we got belters, we got uh, earthers, and we got dusters, who are the Mars people, or Martians. Yeah, Martians. I don't know, I don't know why they wouldn't just call them Martians, yeah. but hey. <laughs> I guess it sounds like funkier. To, like, you think of yeah. Martians being like aliens, right? Not yeah. humans. Anyway, so... Um, and we were talking about series, and we, we discovered uh, what 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 did you research about series, and who who is it associated with? Wait, wait, wait. It's the series, the, the moon. Okay, so oh, oh, oh sorry. Uh, so series yeah. is actually oh, totally got lost for a second. Um, series is actually the um, largest 
a rock per se or the largest asteroid in the belt between I think it's like Mars and, and Jupiter um, and then Luna is like just a the moon right yeah, yeah but, for Earth. Um, but yeah exactly it's kind of like it's after Mars I believe yeah, yeah I guess so Ceres is okay so it's after Mars it's in between Mars and Jupiter yeah that's what I that's it's, what I read looking it up online yeah I was actually I haven't researched it yet but I'm pretty I've heard of Ceres a lot you know like growing up I'm into like I'm a little bit into astronomy and stuff so I thought that it was actually one of the moons of Jupiter but I could be wrong it, I, I'm not sure yeah. there, but I do know that for this case, because they call it the rock, I mean, I would assume it's the, the asteroid um, could on, be. in the belt. Yeah, yeah. it could, could be an asteroid, too, where they're mining. So they mine for ice off of Ceres, and it's a UN protectorate. So the UN, which is obviously Earth, yeah. is con- is controlling that area, pretty much. So it's yeah. kind of like us, I don't know, like, back in the colonial periods, like we had, it, like the United States had places that they were protecting. Yeah, like kind of like a colony yeah. type deal, maybe? Yeah, it's kind of like a colony, or like, we're, I don't know, maybe could be like us with like Puerto Rico, definitely. Or a territory, right? A territory. Like a territory. Yeah, yeah, like a territory. Like, definitely, like back during the World War II time, you could analogize it as us protecting the Philippines. Yeah. So that that's like a UN protectorate. So... Like we said, water and air are very precious, and then there's, like, so much tension between everybody, and sparks are going to fly. Sparks are going to blow this whole powder keg of a war into It's just going to blow right up. I mean, it's, it's funny how you can just see that within just some of the lingo that they use, which they call, like, um, some of the people that I think have grown up in low gravity. I mean, they're long bone, you know, because they're, like, these tall people. Or refusing to take um, kind of, like, the, the arm... Uh, from anybody who's not like somebody from the belt, you know, yeah. because they like don't want to like associate the, themselves with anybody else. And even just um, Miller, so Thomas Jane's character, right. um, again, it's kind of like pushed aside because they consider him, you know, uh, uh, siding with Earth because he's a police officer. Right. Because he's a badge. Or detective, sorry. Yeah, yeah a badge. He's, he looks like a detective, especially because he's got the fedora on. Yeah, the right? little hat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's the only person who wears a fedora in yeah. space, which yeah. is cool because it, it does symbolize to us that he's a detective, right? Um, and they call them badges. They call them other things too. Like there is some of the Creole belter that I couldn't quite like catch. Like, cause I didn't realize the first time I saw it that that was Creole belter. I knew they were saying a different language, but I didn't know like what it was and what the words were. But now seeing the captions, I'm like, oh. Yeah, Creole belter Creole or. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's like physical words that are out there. It's its own language. You know, obviously, it's like in space for 300 years. There's got to be some new language that develops. Am I right? Which is kind of cool. I've seen that this show has really been compared to like you know a kind of like obviously Battlestar Galactica, but a Game of Thrones, but in space. Yeah. And it's interesting because they also have their own language here too. Um, something that's like you know very unique to the show. It's not something that you just kind of took from somewhere else. So that's kind of cool. They're just really really building this world um, off of what the novel kind of, and the novella kind of sets up. Right, and we have the Star Helix Security, which is what the badges are working for, am I right? So we have Miller's character working for them. Right, and then um, they're actually, so Earth, it's kind of like, I guess, their their way of, of having some sort of presence on the belt as well. So that's why I think there's a lot of animosity as well between some of the characters and Miller that you would see just in the first, like, you know, few scenes because he's an Earth sympathizer, quote-unquote. Yeah, I think anybody who works with, like, Star, Star Helix Securities, they're probably, like... We even had that one guy who was doing the speech among the crowd on the series, 
And I think it looked like they were in like some a slum area kind yeah. of, right? And he was saying how they're all slaves and the man's holding us down, which is pretty much the United Nations or Earth, right? Yeah. And then Mars too. So they're like stuck. All the belters are stuck in between. It doesn't matter who's going to be controlling Ceres because Mars and Earth are both vying for having Ceres. Right now the UN controls it, but eventually... It seems like Mars, who's a dominant war power in the solar system, wants to probably take over. Yeah, and resources are just so um, controlled in a way, and they're so scarce, I guess. Yeah. Um, so that's going to be, I feel like, the, the play throughout this whole season and throughout the whole show. And the, that one that one guy who was sermonizing, I guess, he was saying how there was so much ice, like, oh, like oceans and oceans of ice worth, right? But because... The UN and Mars have been both strip mining it that it's like down to virtually nothing. So there's no water. There's no like they have to ration their air and they they don't want to do that. They just want to be free. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And just have, you know, a little bit more control over themselves, really, because they're just being like, you know, kind of pulled in both directions almost. Yeah. Let's talk about the characters more because there were so many characters that got introduced and I was trying to write down all of them, but there's so many. So some of the big ones, there's Thomas Jane, the actor, is playing Miller. Miller, yeah. So um, he's he's obviously the main character, right? So we have... I, I love how, like, there's so many shows that just have a detective or a cop as the main character because they get to encounter, like, so much stuff and a lot of antagonism yeah. among characters, which is great. But it's also kind of... Um, they play a little bit of a balance, you know, because I feel like he's definitely got, like, maybe a bad side, maybe a rogue side to him, but at the same time, he has the good side where it's, like, you want to fight for the people, which we see during that, you know, that we'll talk about later. But oh, the, yeah. the air filter guy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, then we also have Stephen Strait, playing Holden. He's from 10,000 BC. I didn't see that film, but was he like the main... Oh, you don't know. You no, didn't see I didn't either. see that one either. Yeah, I'm not sure if he's the main character, like the main like caveman or like Hot, like <laughs> the main like ho- uh, ho- was it Homo sapien that like emerges? I'm not right. sure. Uh, but uh, yeah, he's famous for that. Then we have uh, Dominic Tipper who plays Naomi. Mm-hmm. Uh, beautiful, by the way. Oh my gosh. It's, uh, it, um, she's got cool hair too. I, I really yeah. enjoy. I, I like it because she kind of looks really badass. You know? Yeah, she does look like a badass. Like she almost looks like a, a Ripley type character. Yeah, like the, totally the strong woman that you don't want to mess with in space. <sighs> Ripley, my all time favorite. Yeah, <laughs> and then we had uh, very briefly we had Kristen Hager, who's from another sci fi show that I did the after show for, being human. Uh, she played Aid. And she got blown up. She got I blown up. It's, it's one episode, right? I know. That's so sad. I know, right? <laughs> uh, we have, uh, let's see, Wes Chapman. He plays Amos. He's one of the guys who went on the away team to visit the Scopuli. Right, with Holden. Yeah, and then we have uh, Shorin Agashilu. I think it's uh, Shore Agadashlu. Agadashlu. Okay, yeah. she plays UN Deputy Secretary or like Undersecretary Aras Avara Sala. <laughs> we were, I'm butchering I think, I, that name. I think it was a Christian and then Avara Sala. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. That sounds like my free right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So she seems like she's the like the main person representing the UN and Earth. So we have like we we have two sides of like rep, two sides representative represented in this show so far. We haven't yeah. seen anybody representing Mars yet. Yeah, we have not. I mean, the only thing that we suppose, I guess, is Mars, which I mean makes sense. Would be those um, 
those torpedo things that come out yes. way at the end. Yeah, the no. ship that ship that had like a cloaking device on yeah. it, or even just the mentions that they do about Mars, but we haven't actually seen anybody from there. Exactly. Oh, we maybe saw someone on the TV screens with all the news coverage that okay. was going on, and it kept showing. Uh, it kept showing the UN deputy and then somebody else and then maybe someone who's representing the Belters. Gotcha. Yeah, but... We'll um, have to see what comes next <laughs> if they show any more of that. Yeah, but Shore, the actress, um, Sh- um, Agadashlio, <laughs> I hope I got that right. She's She's been in so much television. Um, she's in Grimm. She's uh, in a movie in that series, Percy Jackson. And then she was also in a series that I loved, Flash Forward, that only lasted, I think, one or two seasons and it was so good and I remember she was in there too like being like behind the scenes like one of the puppeteers um, I actually remember her very well from two movies The Stoning of Soraya M and then also from House of Sand and Fog with Ben Kingsley which is like I was telling you it was one of the saddest movies I think I've ever seen cried for about 30 minutes so if you ever feel in a good cry fest go for it <laughs> like, oh my gosh but it, yeah she plays um, she kind of plays uh, more of like a mother character mm-hmm. in both of those. So it's interesting. This is very, like, she's a grandma yeah, in this one. in this one. Um, and it seems like she's got a lot of power. Oh, yeah. She's a UN deputy secretary. So it seems like she's playing the diplomacy side in the news. But then when she comes down to it, she's actually like the interrogator, like the person coming in and doing the physical interrogations. Yeah, it's almost like the diplomacy is kind of like, you know, out the window right there. And it's like they take a hostage, almost like, a, almost if it were like a hostage situation, but um, not, I guess, torturing him. Yeah, she's torturing this guy. Yeah. And she's accusing him of being a terrorist. Yeah, of a terrorist. Yeah. Um, she's really trying to protect whatever it is that you know they threaten which i would assume is earth yeah exactly and that's the only two scenes we see her in uh right next to each other in this uh first episode so far uh we also have athena carcanis and she is who's or oh yeah athena carcanis must or oh octavia must and she is one of the co-workers or one of the detectives who works alongside miller and he had like that little scene where he touched her yeah hand. Right. Something might be going up there. Maybe a an ex-shipping of sorts. <laughs> yeah, an ex-shipping, exactly. <laughs> uh, we also have uh, Paulo Costanzo, who plays Shed. And I didn't get to see what else he's been in, but I know I always used to see him playing, like, the nerdy character in a lot of movies and TV shows. Yeah. Is which, he... Is, sorry, I can't remember now. Like, is he also on the... on. With Holden? Yes, he's with Holden okay, on okay, the okay. night. Yeah, I just that, want to make sure. That shuttle that they were they were using to like go in between the two yeah. ships. On the night with a K, though, which yes. is like such a fun name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's great. And then uh, Jay Hernandez, who plays Havelock from Hostel, the, the first Hostel. Oh, my gosh. I haven't seen him in that much stuff, but it's amazing to see him on a show like this because I know he's going to get a lot of screen time, too. I did not remember that he was from Hostel. Mm-hmm. He was the guy that survived in Hostel. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a gory movie. Yes, yes. But he's really... I, man, that was like 10 years ago, and he's really changed a lot yeah. since then. And he looks like... He looks more mature. He looks more fit. He's lost some of that baby fat. He's getting buffer, getting yeah, more fit. Yeah, looks good. He has to look good next to Tom Jane. That is no easy feat. Well, I mean, Tom... You know, Tom Jane is a little um I guess a bit of an icon in a way. So I yeah. mean like you're you're up against him. You got to hold your own. Um which is it he's and he's like the rookie, you know? So they don't assign him to that to the mission yes. with um, looking for, you know, Julie Mao who's going to be she's who we see at the beginning, right? Yes. Okay. That's the girl who we see at the beginning. And the last character I want to mention is Cass uh the actor is Cass Anvar and he plays Alex and he's the pilot for the night and I guess he was the pilot as well for the other ship, the Canterbury. 
but he switched over, and then they had another bonehead pilot who got them blown up. <laughs> Not really. It wasn't, it wasn't <laughs> that Looking good. Fault. Looking good for them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> wah, wah. It wasn't their fault. Uh, yeah, so there are so many characters. I don't yeah. even think we have scratched the surface with the amount of characters we're going to see in this. Because no. I, I liked the analogy with that you mentioned. It's like Game of Thrones in space. I know it's like... If it could be the sci-fi Game of Thrones equivalent, that would be, that would be it. amazing. I would. I'm on this show every every week, so I'm going to be like super happy talking about it. Well, yeah. I mean, if you got the power play of all the territories, which I mean, in this case, are actually only I guess three for now. But um, yeah, it's kind of that to see how that develops in the dynamic and. And see who wins, maybe. Yeah, or see, just see what happens, like with diplomacy and everything. But uh, let's go ahead and start talking about, um, like, what happens in the actual episode. So the episode opens up with Julie Mao, uh, the character. Uh, Juliet Andromeda Mao. Yeah, Juliet Andromeda Mao. That's pretty a uh, pretty epic name there. Yeah, super <laughs> cool, super sophisticated. We don't know who she is at all. We don't know how important she is. We just know that she's a, a millionaire's daughter. Yeah, well, that I was going to, yes, leading up to that, then we find out after they mention her and they give her, like, background and yeah. all that. But when the show opens up on her, she's just, like, floating in space. She's trapped. She's banging on the doors to open it up and get out. Yeah, clearly not at home. Yeah, she must have been there for a while, floating around. Around. Uh, she's probably running out of air. She's running out of water. She even sucked up that tiny little bead droplet yeah. in space. The special effects for this show are amazing. I, I was going to say the same thing. The only thing that kind of like threw me off balance, again, the torpedoes at the end. But other than that, I was really impressed. I like the torpedoes too, actually. <laughs> I didn't see anything wrong with them. I think, you know, just, oh, what was it, what was it that you didn't like? You know, I guess, it's not that I guess I didn't like them, but that's when I was like, oh, we're watching like maybe a TV show, not a movie. Oh, that's okay. when I was like, okay, because I think the production value is maybe like not as high. Yeah. But I mean, it's, it's a TV show, and I think everything else is so well executed that, I mean, eh. Yeah. Ignore, ignore me. <laughs> yeah, you could take... Uh, that's okay, right? Brownie points to the, the special effects guys for all the, the gravity type stuff that they're doing, especially with her at the beginning. She looks like she's literally underwater, but yeah, it's, floating it, in space. And it's beautiful. Yeah. I feel like it looks so amazing. It looks so good. Oh my gosh. And so she is floating around the ship. Um, she goes to the engineering room for an SOS, right? She doesn't know what's going on. She doesn't know. Nothing gets explained to us. We're just plopped into this along with her. Yeah. And she goes into the engineering bay, and there's some kind of light coming out of the engine. Some sort of force, some sort of, you know, yeah. Yeah, and it's sucking people in. Did it look like to you? I, 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 I. <laughs> yeah, I can't tell. It's very, very ambiguous, which is the, the great thing yeah, about it, this. She's clearly really perturbed by it. I mean, yeah. ending, you know, yelling. So yeah. I'm assuming it's something very horrible. Yeah, she's screaming, and I actually feel like it could be a creature of some kind. That's That was my first thought. Like, I'm thinking, what's that one movie? The, um, oh God, I forget. Steven, if you're on, tell me, <laughs> what is that one film with the with the guy who plays Morpheus and the guy who play, who is in Jurassic Park as Dr. Grant? And, oh, the Event Horizon. Never mind, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Steven. Uh, <laughs> So Event Horizon, it reminds me of that, like something is in the engine of the ship and it's like taking, it's like, it's like supernatural in some way. Like, I don't want to like go that far with this show already. If it did, I would be fine with it too, but it just seems like that's my answer. That's my immediately go-to uh, response. Yeah, mine would be something related to Mars, I feel like, you know, because they're like the independent kind of like military 
faction per se on the show, so I would say it's something related to that. Okay, I, I can see that. Let's, I'm gonna do an early prediction. I'm gonna say it's some kind of mine that was or bomb that was planted in the engine room. Yeah, and it's like it like sucks people into like a black hole kind yeah. of thing. And since we don't really know how, I guess she got there. Yeah. Um, at least for now. It could be specifically targeted towards her because she is a multi-millionaire's daughter. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, there's all sorts of, I guess, question marks, but we'll see. Yeah, yeah. I want to say she's like the Paris Hilton of space. Yeah. Although, (laughs) yeah. Maybe. Maybe. A little less, that's hot, you know. She seems a little more like... And I know she's some sort of, um, I think, pilot or something like that. So she's is she, cooler. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, she could probably. She looks a lot more like. She looks like she's really talented and rugged. So um, she's obviously, you know, good enough to like be working in space and get around and use the pry bars and stuff to open up the yeah. space ports um, or space doors, rather. Uh, let's talk more about Miller. So we get introduced to him with Havelock at his side, and uh, we already see him like doing. What, what was he? Oh. What was he doing? What was the very first scene? Oh, that's when that one sermonizing guy yeah. called him out. And in he's the like crowd. drinking something and he's like, yo, badge or whatever, and he calls him out. And that's, he turns around and he's like, yo. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, but he, him and Havelock, um, he looks more, okay, so Miller looks more like a belter, yeah. right? He definitely doesn't look like he's from Mars because he's not super clean cut. When he takes off his hat, we see that. He's got like a, like a, Shaved side, well, buzz cut maybe, and then like this is long. So yes. he looks a little. Um, Definitely looks futuristic. Yeah, but not too futuristic. But, but it's got a hint, you yeah, know. Yeah. I like. <laughs> I like it too. Yeah, it's like it's. It, it, there's some people doing that, that in our culture these days, you yeah, know, just to look yeah. a little hip, you know. And it definitely makes him stand out and look more rugged. Yeah, it does make it, exactly. It doesn't make him as clean cut. I would say. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's a little out there. So he's probably been living on uh, the belt for a while, so he knows how to blend in more with the locals. But everybody can still spot him because they're like, okay, you're a badge, like yeah. right away from picking him out out of the crowd. Yeah, I think he's actually. Um, if I'm not mistaken with what I read on, on sci-fi.com, is that he was born and raised on series. Oh, yeah. okay. Even All right, so so then he is a he's belter. He's totally a belter through and through. Okay, oh, very yeah. good. Even though he's employed by the United Nations. Yes, and the Earth. And that's why they call him whatever... I can't remember the name now because it's obvious. I think it's in that belter creole, but they yeah. call him an, a traitor. Traitor to the well, people or well something. Well, voila. Well, voila. Yes? Yes, that's um, what I wrote down. So yeah, they call him a traitor because he is a belter, but he's working for Earth. Yeah. But he, I, I assume he wants to be kind of like on the winning side? I yeah. Don't know. There's a yeah. lot of winning that I'm, I'm feeling is going to happen here. <laughs> There's some more jargon within that scene that I wanted to mention too. So when the guy was saying slave, uh, the sermonizing dude, he was saying slave. He also mentioned like imbobo betalota. And, um, very they, nice. <laughs> yeah, thank you. And then later on, they say like, okay, yeah. And I think that means like, right? Like when they say it at the end of something, it's like, hey, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right? And then we also have like, Showa. They say Showa. I don't know what that yeah, means. I, yeah, I remember hearing that too. Yeah, so we caught, I caught some of that in the beginning of the episode too. Um, they also said Misasa sometimes, and I think that part means sir. Sir. Yeah, it's like a sign of respect. Okay. Because we had it, like, fast forward a little bit. We have Miller in that turbo lift. Um, that's what I'm going to call it because I'm just like, <laughs> I'm thinking Star Trek here. So we have them in that turbo lift yeah. getting around series asteroid um, or the series bot, whatever, the celestial body, whatever yeah. it is. I want. I still won't think it's a moon. No. No? It's I, an asteroid? I think it's an asteroid. Okay. I feel, they called it a rock. 
Okay. Yeah. Well, and that, uh, but I mean, I guess yeah, you it, could say that a moon is a yeah, rock. Moon's too. a rock too. Planets are rocks too. <laughs> yeah. Eh. Well, let's call it series then. Okay. I guess. Eh. So they're getting around series on the turbo lifts and uh, pretty much like the subway lines of series. And we have uh, we have him encounter this guy who he's supposed to do an inspection on, but he doesn't do it because the guy pays him off. Exactly. Right. With, Air filter guy. Air filter guy. That's what we're going to call him. <laughs> and he gives him, uh, we don't know how much the currency is worth. No, I mean, that's not explained, I guess, yet. But it's so funny because later on, we see him, like, playing with it, and you hear it clicking, and it sounds so plastic. It's like casino chips. It's like casino <laughs> chips. But it's it's kind of like, it, it's funny because to us, it's like, oh, it looks like play money, you know? And then in my mind, I'm thinking... That's probably what he, like, not play money, but that's probably what he feels when he sees it. He's like, is this worth it? You know, yeah. is this really worth anything? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. And he's like, or maybe, you know, I don't know what he's thinking there, but that would be a good point. Yeah. 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 So anyway, backtracking a little bit regarding the Julie Mao case, we see him enter the police station, the security headquarters. Yep. And uh, we can see right away that he is a hard ass because he bangs this other, like, cr- this criminal's head on the glass and, and everybody knows him. The guy's like, I know who you are. I'm going to get you later. I'm going to kill you. Whatever, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's funny. He's kind of like act first, think second, maybe. Just kind of like that brute force because he doesn't even look. I mean, he just sees something happening and like, what Pam, you know? Yeah. Whatever. And that's Olivia Muss, who's one of the other detectives yeah. or the other badges there. And, um, yeah, and then she she's like, hey, what are you doing? I had the guy. If I needed to ba- like bash his head in, I would have. Yeah, I could right? have done that myself. Yeah, exactly. And we have another dude who's, like, off in the background. I'm going to pa- call him Porn Stash Guy. Okay. Because he has a little bit <laughs> of a... He had uh, something going on, yeah. yeah. Very very heavy on the top. <laughs> yeah, it was a little heavy. And um, and then, um, sorry, Miller gets called in, and that's where we have the whole Julie Mao thing happen. And his boss, uh, I didn't get her name. Did you get her? Oh, Shad- Shadid. Or Shadid. Sh- or Shadid. I yeah, don't know. Yeah, yeah. Probably Shadid. I like that better. Yeah. Yeah. Sound it, sounds, it sounds more legit that yeah. way. So Shadid pretty much gives him the whole spiel on um on julie mao and you need to find this girl we're contracted on this case and uh i like their ipads that they have yeah switching yeah. it over to his yep. ipad i've uploaded it to yeah, the net just for here you go <laughs> yeah and so he's got an iphone equivalent um and i like the touch that they put on there with the crack did yeah. you notice that yeah yeah i saw that too i thought that was really good yeah it makes it feel more real it's like that's what happens to everybody's iphones yeah especially can't be perfect no, no it can't be perfect especially when you're a guy who's like probably getting into brawls all the time i would imagine he's got some sort of scuffed up, scuffed up sorry appliances going around yeah you know? yeah his tools yeah, yeah. exactly so um, he gets that. That's how he gets all the info. And they're supposed to keep it off the books. And it's a kidnap job, apparently, yeah. to put it simply. Yeah. I mean, taking Julie Mao. Yes. Is that what you mean by kidnap? Yeah. yeah taking yeah. her. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then um, seeing if she's on series, I think that's what was said or at least agreed upon. But I know that I found it interesting that, you know, the rookie's not allowed to come along. Yeah. He's too much of a good guy. Yeah. He's too green, maybe, or he's just too, like, straight-laced. Yeah. But do you think maybe he'll bring him in later? I think we we could, yeah, maybe like the end of this season or like the beginning of next season because 
I, he needs a partner. Like, Miller can't be going around doing everything by himself. No, I don't think so. I think having a partner is always a safe bet if you're a detective. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I was, I was going to say, like... We can't have an actor like Jay Hernandez be on here and not have a significant role. And then all of a sudden just put him to like the back burn and be like, oh yeah, hey Jay, what's up? Yeah. You know, peace. Or, or have him get killed next yeah. episode. That would be terrible. Although that surprised me for sure, but we'll we'll get to that later. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, so there was more stuff that happened with him. He had, oh, there was also the homicide scene yeah. where there was this dude who was killed and then this girl who was there. I want to say that it felt like there was a prostitution thing going on. What would you say? Yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, I don't want to call it out or anything like that, but I feel like that's kind of, that's the vibe that I got, yeah, for sure. that's what it seemed like. But then it, you can see how good, it, it. this episode really demonstrated Miller's strengths a lot and his weaknesses, too. Yeah. So he obviously likes to drink a lot. Yes. Yes, he does. <laughs> we even had, uh, and we got Olivia telling him that, hey, you need to eat something. Like, yeah, you look like... You know, you look like hell. Yeah, exactly. And we got to see that there's a little bit of uh, chemistry between them, like they had some previous romance. Yes, I think so, too. I think there was some sort of, yeah, shipping. Yeah, shipping. <laughs> he gave her a little touch of the hand there. Yeah, and it felt really, like, uncomfortable. It's like, yo, it's almost like when, when that happened, she's like, yo, you're my ex. Don't touch me. <laughs> like, we're done here. We're not doing this anymore. And he knows how to game her, though, because yeah. he touched her just enough, and he pulled back, and he put his hand on his face, just like, mm, Yeah, you know, I, I make just... you uncomfortable, but only just enough. <laughs> yeah, just enough to make you miss me uh-huh. kind of thing. <laughs> and those little chats we have or whatever he tells her yeah yeah exactly he, he just had he needed a reason to go over there to talk to her when in that scene when they're talking about uh he he really he even though he asked her about julie mal he yeah. really just wanted to talk to her i feel like the, I, well i actually thought he was you know gonna kind of hit on her and kind of have maybe his romantic uh side of the story his plot line kind of develop right there and start but no he actually had like business but it was kind of yeah. like you know covered in the fl- flirtatious bit yes so um he's a he's a he's a player you know in in many senses of the word he seems like it yeah he knows how to get around series yeah the socially and i guess systemically he knows how to navigate everything and when words don't work he just you know beats the crap out of someone and then we're good to go yeah that's how (laughs) that's how he works (laughs) so the air filter guy who he paid off ends up like not checking the filters or not cleaning them like he was probably not going to do anyway yeah right but this time it got out of control and then we have kids and a bunch of people suffering uh because like one of the air filters exploded in the slum i think think there were same thing it's the inspection you know they're cheap they're not being kept up to standard and then you have kids and like people who probably don't live in the best of the areas inside series maybe yeah um getting you know the brunt of it so I like it that you kind of have this little turn where it's like we go from like rogue cop where it's like, yeah, pay me whatever, to like, oh, these kids are suffering. And he, you know, puts the guy in the airlock and starts taking away his oxygen and shows yeah. him a valuable lesson. That was super <laughs> cool because it showed that it shows that he's a dirty cop taking the money. Yeah. Right. And and we see how Havelock is really straight laced. He's like, hey, uh, you got paid off by him and this is what happened. And and then he mentions, like, hey, everybody's getting paid off by this dude. Yeah. Okay? So don't try to change the whole department overnight. So I think Havelock's, like, super, super new. Yeah. He, he must be. Very green. Very green. And then we get to see the sensitive side, the side of Miller that cares about kids and cares about innocents getting hurt. Even though he, he kind of, like, looks down on them because he's a cop, they're everybody else. Yeah. But I think that little bird coming in... Even that is just shows like this kind of innocence, and I love the little play of like you know because the gravity's kind of lower there, it just kind of floats. It makes it really like ethereal and kind of you know beautiful to look at. But I think that kind of wakes him up a little bit. It's just like innocence, you know, and a little birdie. 
So, exactly. and then he sees the kids playing, and it's like, whoa, 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 I gotta do something about it, you know? Yeah, yeah, I like that. The the kids playing with the ball, too, is kind of funky. It looked like a, some kind of weird gravity ball, didn't it? Yes, I don't know. Maybe it's supposed to be very heavy so that it won't, like, float up. Or it could, that's a good point, or it could be, like, heavy on purpose to get them playing with heavy things to make their muscles stronger Yeah, maybe space. a little bit, for sure. Yeah. Because I thought it was interesting how, like, when, um... Uh, Christian of our of our I guess you yeah. know the UN uh, deputy. Uh, she takes this guy, the the OPA terrorist or suspected, um, and he's so weak, super weak, super super weak. Yeah. So that's just another way that I feel like Earth has control over these people, and oh, it yeah. just sucks. <laughs> yeah, but you know I feel like they. We, we get to see the long bone aspect because he is so tall. tall and long compared to her. Yeah, yeah. And he's almost like hanging, you know, yeah, he looks like a, a noodle. But yeah. but yes, the long bone thing is, is there. He, he looked like so darker and paler compared to her. There was a really specific contrast. And I like the cinematography in that scene where we just have like this extreme, like bright, bright filter on her. And it shows off all the colors in her tan skin. And she's so strong looking and yeah. beautiful. And him, he just looks like, even corpse, though, yeah, it looks like a corpse. He's even like, he looks so long and thin and tall, but he's super weak because he's been growing in space and been getting like, uh, that's another thing they get. They get these hormone injections in space. Yeah, it looks like that's what they were doing with the guy with the shakes, yeah? Yes. That's what we, they were saying. Yeah, exactly. They were mentioning something about that. So we have him, this, this long bone guy, probably, like, in space he's gotten all big, but he is he's not used to Earth's gravity. So oh. they they had him in a tank, which is water crushing you even more, and then putting you, like, taking you out of that hell and putting you on... In the air and the gravity of Earth? Oh, man. <laughs> does not sound like fun. <laughs> no, it doesn't. It sounds awful. It does. It sounds very awful. But I like that you mentioned that, the color thing, because I feel like it also represents just, like, I guess her Earth and, like, what she's kind of vying for and then, like, everything else. Yeah. Like, this, the darkness of space, the lack of light. Yeah. We actually had the XO mention that on the ship. Yeah. So on the Canterbury now, we've got a separate storyline going on. With Holden, we get introduced to him um, and his friends. They're mining the ice on the outside of the ship. Uh, Paj, who's one of the characters, loses his arm, which is so funny, and it's like <laughs> drifting off into space. And it, little dro- dro- droplets too of blood, just yeah. like trailing it. <laughs> <laughs> and the, I liked. I kind of was reminded of. Uh, I forgot the name. Um, it's something space like it's this like resident evil in space kind of yeah. game it was reminding me of that because it was just like floating out steven do you know the name of that anyway so uh what was it again sorry there, there's like some game in space where it's like it was super popular a few years ago and it was like resident evil in space though oh dead space dead space Dead Space. oh yeah. <laughs> that series because they, they have in, oh you saw that in the episode steven like the Pretty much yeah. the arms floating out, and it's like total throwback yeah. to dead space, <laughs> right? So anyway, uh, then we have the arm floating towards the one of the cabins on the ship, and someone's having sex space in the cabin. Yeah, zero gravity sex. Yes, and that's... Coming to a theater near you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's great, because uh, we get to meet two of the characters there. We get to meet Aid, and played by Kristen Hager, mm-hmm. and then we get to meet uh, Holden, who's played by Stephen Strait. Yeah. And... Um, I haven't seen, like, sex in space in a long time. Many, many movies I haven't seen. It's it's crazy to see it. It's kind of cool. Did you see Prometheus? I think there's... They, but but it's not zero gravity. It wasn't zero G. How about that? I haven't had... I haven't seen zero G 
sex. I would say I haven't either. Yes, yeah. but it was very neat, very cool, funny how the the gravity kicked in, sucks him right back onto the bed. Yeah, and he totally got. He, he probably got like hurt. You know, he probably got like the oh man, she's just like oh my balls kind I don't of. Yeah, I tended like they were having a real good time though. They did. They did. They definitely did. I though even though aside of like maybe how different that looks because they were like floating in the air, um, it was kind of cool with like all the sheets around them. I yes. don't know. I just think it looks really cool. It looks really awesome. It's, they did a nice job with it. It's beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. It's <laughs> That's all I can say about it. That's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> so we we get. We even get um, that he is obviously high up in the ship because he tells her, hey, I am not going to give you a promotion just because you're sleeping ship, with... Just saying. Yeah, just saying. I'm just saying. And um, She's like, oh, then I'll, I'll take that back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So we get to learn that he's the second officer on the ship, and uh, it's an ice mining ship. I wrote down the name of the company. It was the Pure Clean Company, I think. Yeah, I think it... Yeah, the... P- P-U-R... Clean, K-L-E-E-N, which I saw all over their uniforms. So probably the Pure Clean Company. Right. <laughs> so um, they, they're they just going about their life on the ship. We get to see their XO. So he's the second. So even though we have Holden as a second officer, there's the first officer who's the XO or executive officer. Yeah. Okay, you were, you were wondering about that. So, yeah, I was like, what does XO stand for? Yes. <laughs> yeah, Executive officer perfectly mm-hmm. makes sense. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think the CO would be the captain on the ship. So yeah. he's he's the commanding officer. Yeah. Uh, but everybody just calls him captain. And I forgot, I think his name was like Macmillan or something like that. I forgot. Yeah. McDowell. I well, think that was his name, McDowell. He don't last very long. <laughs> no. Nobody lasts very long on that ship. <laughs> Not on that ship. Which is, um, and also the, the XO that gets, you know, kind of taken out because he loses it completely. He's talking to his plants. Space madness. Yeah, space madness. Almost like a cabin fever, but you know, um, up in, up in there. Up in space. <laughs> up yeah. In space. He he was saying like, hey, there's so there's so so much darkness out in here. We didn't take any light with us. We needed light for the plants, right? And was, how funny is it was uh, Jace. I forgot his name. I totally wrote it down. But it's the he's from Breaking Bad. Yeah, the guy from Breaking Bad. I totally Mike. wrote down his name. Who played? Yeah, he played Mike. And I'm trying to find his name in here, and I can't. I know, at and, the I saw it, and I saw it too on on your. Yeah, but. yeah. Anyway, I totally forgot his name, but uh, he. How dangerous, though, to take that gun and shoot the screen? Yeah. Because I mean, the viewfinder. Yeah, yeah the viewfinder thing. Yeah. Um, how dangerous, right? Who knows? I mean, I'm assuming the material that these things are made out of are extremely durable, but still. But still, it could have punctured a hole in the hole, and yeah. they would be sucked out into space or yeah. something. So I mean, I guess talking to your plants not that bad. Yeah. Shooting a gun inside um, the spaceship. Um, not smart. Not smart. And he that'll had- get you. That'll get you. Um, what, what does it call when they take people? Well, they, they take him out, you know, wrap oh, him, yeah. <laughs> they, take him. Oh, they totally took him. He's he. That'll get you commissioned. Oh, it's jo- Jonathan Banks. There we That's go, his name. Jonathan Banks. Yeah, I found it. Yeah, they, and I don't even think they named his character. I think they just called him XO. Yeah. Oh, I don't remember. But he was the the yeah. XO before. Yeah, and he and he didn't last very long because no one on that ship lasted very long. No, I don't think so. So he would be out too. But yeah, he's gone. Yeah, he's gone. They, um, it's not like they put him on a medical ship and said, "Okay, we're gonna take you back <laughs> we'll, to the we'll space station." We'll send you out, and then the rest of us will just kind of hang. No, no, they probably took him to the med bay, and the med bay just got nuked with everything else. Yes, absolutely. You know, it's interesting though. Um, Holden kind of doesn't really want that title though, the EXO title. No. I feel like he was like, "No, no, he would no." No, he doesn't want to do it. He just wants to like get by. Um, 
And we get to see that he's a good leader and everybody listens to him and respects him, but he doesn't want to be the captain. He doesn't want to be the XO, even though he acts like it. Yeah, I mean, I, I totally feel like he has the ability to do that. And um, it's so young, too, which just had so much potential to grow, you know. But, yeah, he doesn't want it. He doesn't yeah, want it. he doesn't. That's why he says, like, he's the acting XO, which means, you know, I'm piecing out maybe whenever you find a new one. Yeah, exactly. We get to see um, the distress signal come from a ship, and it's it's called the Scopuli, which we think, you know what, I, I think we're headed towards... That, that whole help me thing, like, it seemed like it was Julie Mao. Well, it said, at least in the captions, it yes. did say it was Julie Mao saying, please okay. help me. Or... So it is supposed to be her. It is. Okay, so that is the ship then. Okay, good. I was going to say, like, we don't really know, but if it said it was Julie's voice. Yeah, it said it was th- her. Then the Scopulite is a ship she was on, and that's where all, like, that engine voodoo stuff was happening. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But they get on the ship... And we we have Amos. Is it Amos with them? And we got Naomi. We got Alex. We got Shed. Shed, Yeah. And then we have Holden Holden. leading the team, right? Yeah. So they take off on the night. They go on the ship. They investigate. They have guns in space. Fantastic. The guns don't seem like they've changed very much in 300 years. No, that's good. That's all you need to puncture somebody's skin and kill them. Yeah. Right? Pretty simple. And then uh, they find the distress beacon is actually not coming from the ship. It's coming from a device on the bridge. Yeah. And it's a trap. Yeah, because I think they said, like, how could somebody get a distress call when the communicator's dead? Exactly. All the screens were off. Everything was, everything was gone. So it's pirate bait. Yes. And the, and Captain McDowell was totally right, and they shouldn't have gone back there. And it it was just because Holden's a good guy, even though he acts like a hard ass. Yeah, but he had something in the back of his brain being like, yo, you know, there's, there might be somebody there. I'm gonna, what is it, like, log the distress call? And everybody gave him a lot, a lot of crap for it. Yes. And not, you know what, nobody, um, yeah, they did give him a lot of crap for it because they wanted to check. But then Naomi, when he confided in her later on, and he said, uh, I'm the one who did it. She's like, you're the rat who did it. You better tell nobody that you did. Not she that gave him some major side eye. I thought it was funny how he was a rat and there was a rat on the ship right behind him when he was that, doing yeah, it. Oh, I didn't know. Now that you mention it, yeah, it's totally funny. And yeah. what, what was he eating though? Oh, no, eating, drinking the, the matches? It looked like the, the head of a match, he was like scraping it off and putting it in his coffee because he wanted to stay up longer and he couldn't sleep anyway. He wanted a super, like it was some kind of like sedative. Yeah. He asked the doctor, I guess Shed's the doctor, and yeah. he asked Shed, for it, and he said, "No, I don't. Sorry, we, we ran fresh out of those." Yeah, but he offers him something, you know, and he doesn't take that, so it must be very specific what he wants, yes. and what he likes. Well, whatever he was giving him, it seemed like it was a little illegal. Yeah, it didn't seem it didn't seem like what he was looking for for sure. Yeah. Maybe it was to to stay up. Maybe it was. Said? I don't know. Or to, to go to sleep. I think he wanted to go to sleep. He wanted to go to sleep. Okay, so yeah. well, the other thing, I mean, assuming like it looks like white powder, so I'm, sorry, I'm just saying it might no. keep you awake. It's space cocaine. Space coke. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they end up finding out that the pirates are coming at them, and they had nothing around them for a million clicks, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, or something, something really large like that. Uh, but then, so apparently it was like a space protector shield or some sort of shielding device or cloaking Cloaking. kind of deal yes that um allowed whatever it was to get through their sensors and pop out of nowhere pop out of nowhere yeah and totally um totally get the drop on them yeah and that's when they mention that's when they mention that um he says the only people that could have this kind of superior kind of cloaking or shielding device is um mars mars exactly i think yeah 
and we haven't met anybody from Mars yet. We know that they're a military power, so they probably do have this kind of cloaking device. But independent from, like, Earth and the and belt. The belt. Exactly. Yeah. Earth and the belt. Um, so I almost called it the beltoid. I was like, <laughs> just, I was like huh, okay. And they shoot three torpedoes at them. Yeah. Or missiles, have you, whatever they are. We think they're going to destroy the night. Yeah. But they don't. They go right by them, and they're actually aimed at the Canterbury. Yeah. They totally destroy the Canterbury. I know. It's like, and, and right before they destroy the Canterbury, it's like, um, what's her name? Aid? Aid. Aid, uh, so Holden's girlfriend, she's like, um, she's like, I have something to tell you or something like that. And then boom, all dead. And I was like, what did she have to tell him? Uh, all gone. And I was like, is it I'm pregnant? Is it I love you? Is it I have a secret that will save everyone? Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> wow. We have no idea if she's going to live past this episode, even though it's pretty obvious they got destroyed. I don't know. Maybe she could survive. I just don't feel like her as an actress. Like I don't. I don't want to feel because I feel like a personal connection to her. We we're actually supposed to get her, Kristen Hager, here for being human a couple of seasons ago. You're like, hey, no I'm kidding. Yeah, I'm like, hey, you can't die now. You have to come back from the dead. Yeah, that's what I feel like. So, but she's she's probably dead. Yeah, I mean, I would put a lot of money on that ship not surviving. Yeah. Everybody's dead. there's probably like thousands of people that worked on that ship. Yeah, yeah. So. Anyway, um, there's so much stuff that happened in this episode, and that's that's pretty much it. That's how the episode ended. Yeah. Um, was there anything else that you want to add about the recap? Uh, I don't know. I really liked it. <laughs> I honestly, I thought uh, there's a lot going on, um, but I think it's super entertaining, and I think um, it's kind of going back to more of like a traditional, I guess, sci-fi programming with like you know, in space kind of deal, and kind of I think what I, a lot of what I read was like regaining kind of its course sci-fi. So. Nice work, guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a really good show. Um, let's go ahead and uh, get into our predictions. And now, you're after Buzz TV. Predictions. I'm, I'm in space. You're in space. You love the predictions uh, ringer, huh? That's great. I did. I did. I felt in space. <laughs> yes, there you go. Okay, so let's go ahead and start with you. What are your predictions? Ooh, that is very good. Um, I think. Well, obviously, I feel like we're gonna we're gonna find Julie Mal, but I think there's gonna be another kind of force at work here. So I think that Mars is gonna be like inter interjecting, I guess, in between the connections with everybody. So I feel like we're gonna start seeing a lot more of Mars, and I think that blue power thing is because even the torpedoes were blue. Yes. You know, and I, I know that may, might be nothing, but um, we're going to see, obviously, a lot more of Mars in the coming episodes, and I, I have a feeling they're going to kill off a good amount of people. I think they're not going to be, you know, they're they're going to be no shame here. Yeah. So I'm not sure if I like that, but I feel like that's going to happen. Because, yeah. I mean, they just literally knocked out a whole shit. They killed a lot of people, and I want to, you know what, if if you want to compare it to uh, Game of Thrones in space, that's probably the right thing to do, because I hear on Game of Thrones, I don't watch it, but I hear on Game of Thrones, they kill a lot of people. Like, oh, yo, they kill. They kill everybody you like, they kill. They kill, is it oh, like yeah. every episode or like every other episode they kill somebody? It's often. Yeah. It's often, yeah. So this is, I feel like this is probably going to be the same. I mean, I was kind of warming up to the people on the ship, and then boom gone i feel like what's gonna happen next time is yeah we we're gonna find out that there's this whole scheme behind what mars is doing and it's gonna be like analogous to like political geopolitical like war type stuff and like proxy uh conflicts and wars that similar to what's going on now and obviously there's a whole terrorist aspect we're gonna see more of that play out 
uh, I think we're going to see a lot more of the UN Deputy Director Avara Sala and what she has to do with the, this OPA. I, I think we're going to find out what the hell OPA is next time yeah. because I don't know what the heck that stands it for. It says like Outer Planet Alliance or oh, something. Oh, okay, so, you know already. So hey, yeah, but I mean, we don't really know like what that means or who that who that is. It's just that's what it, I think they're yeah. they're called. Um, I think the Belters are going to uprise. Um, and I think Earth is going to start losing control Ooh. of its people. So then there'll be three different uh, pl- uh, planetoid factions as opposed to just um, two, pretty much, like Mars and Earth, and one of them controls the series. Right. I think I think that's what we're going to see. Because just with that with that preacher guy, you know, he's just preaching the cra- choir and crowd. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's going to be just a little bit of foreshadowing of, like, the sentiment of the rest of the people. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. And it's a short season. It's only going to be eight episodes, I feel. Um, we're actually going to be starting to talk about um, it again. Like Episode two is tomorrow. is tomorrow. We weren't planning on this, guys. So we're going to be talking about it again on Thursday night, perhaps. We haven't locked down a time yet, but we'll go ahead and let you know. Um, until then, um, I think that's about it we, for all our predictions. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, Maria, where can everybody find you? Okay, guys, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at MGCVSST. And you guys can find me at Sean Austin O, that's S-E-A-N-A-U-S-T-I-N-O, on Twitter and Instagram. And be sure to check out my book, City of Angels and Discontent. That is on Amazon. Download it, write me a review, let me know what you guys think. And until then, we'll see you guys next time for The Expanse. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz you later. later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only. Do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.